Welcome to Recover Strong, a podcast that will transform your recovery from an eating disorder by helping you go from theory to practice to mastery. This is your special time to learn new skills, tools, and get the inspiration you need to recover strong. Let's get started. doing? My name is Jessica Flint. I'm the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, a multimedia resource hub for all things related to eating disorder recovery. I personally recovered from an eating disorder and am here to inspire you to do the same. I believe recovery is not only possible, but it's worth it. That is why Recover Strong exists, to help you see and connect to the potential that lies within you to find freedom from an eating disorder. Today, we're gonna talk about trust from a few different perspectives. Trust in how it relates to control with food and our body, trust in how it relates to fear of stepping outside of our comfort zones, and trust and how it relates to the overall unfolding of our life destiny. Now, I always like to say that fate is being and destiny is doing. Fate is being and destiny is doing. So let me explain that. Sometimes things happen to us when we are in a state of being. You can think about it as the cards that we get dealt in life, the family that we're born into, our genetics, the traumas we face, the culture that we've been raised in and subconsciously influenced by. We all get dealt a very unique hand in life. And some people get dealt more challenging cards than others. And if you are someone who's like, ah, yeah, hello, Andres, that's me and you feel like you have a somewhat harder hand or your hand is challenging, it doesn't mean that you just throw down your cards and say, life sucks, I don't trust what it deals me, I'm gonna stop playing, I can never win. I mean, you can do that, have a temper tantrum, totally fine. But then wipe off your tears, raise your chin up, draw your shoulders back, straighten up that crown, and remember, that you are not defined by your past circumstances. You are not defined by the cards that you've been dealt in life. And this is when destiny comes into play. It relies on our doing. Destiny is doing. It's us playing our hand, interacting with the world around us and our present day circumstances. And now this really boils down to the decisions that we make. Simply put, we make decisions out of love and we make decisions out of fear. There are love-based decisions and there are fear-based decisions. And I like to think about each of these decisions as little forks in the road. Each one takes us further down our life path. And when we make a lot of decisions based on fear, our life starts to become more confining and constricting. Maybe the pathway gets narrower and we feel more trapped in it. Rather than when we make a lot of decisions based on love, the pathway becomes more expansive. And where we end up in life has everything to do with the decisions that we make. It's in our moments of decision that our destiny is shaped. We aren't able to control our fate, but we are able to control our decisions. And once again, there are love-based decisions and fear-based decisions. And sometimes making a decision out of love means setting a boundary 
And this can feel totally scary and uncomfortable, especially if you're not used to asserting yourself in your needs and wants and true desires. Even though you feel fear and discomfort, this is different than making a decision out of fear. Because when we make a decision out of fear, our primary motive is to seek control. When we set a boundary out of love and feel fear and discomfort, it really is because what happens, the way the other responds, is out of our control. So with a fear-based decision, once again, you are really trying to seek control. Control. Constrictive. Confining. Constraining. And all of these words really go against freedom, which is expansive. So when we make decisions based off of love, we're making decisions that are moving us towards our own freedom and ultimately the freedom of those around us. As we explore this topic more, I want to include in some conversations I've had with my buddy, Brandilyn Tebow. Brandilyn is a transformation coach and founder of Shift Retreats, and it's just a bountiful well of wisdom, especially when it comes to the topic of trust. And here, Brandilyn explains how she had to shift the decisions she was making because fear-based control was not the pathway to trust. One of the things that I decided was that if I could get to this certain weight, then that must mean that I'm in control of myself and therefore that I can trust myself. I thought that I had to be able to like manipulate my body in order to prove to myself that I could trust my ability to control things. And it was like I was playing this game with myself where I was trying to lose weight to prove that I was trustworthy. And I was afraid, like I was afraid of food because I didn't trust myself and trust myself around food which is just another way of saying I didn't trust myself. So rather than trying to lose weight to trust myself, which is never going to (laughs) happen, it's like trying to drink salt water to quench your thirst. It seems like it's going to be a really great fix, but it never, ever, ever will do the trick. So rather than losing weight to trust myself, I just had to work on trusting myself and getting out of the way, whatever was in the way of me being able to do that. I was still reacting to these things that happened in the past that aren't happening anymore. I decided that I couldn't trust myself a long time ago, but then I was still carrying that decision around because I was still in that survival mode of, oh no, I'm not trustworthy. You get yourself in trouble when you trust yourself. So again, undoing that decision and getting that it's not happening anymore and it's not true that I'm not trustworthy and just working on honoring the decisions that I make for myself and following my calling rather than looking to external sources for validation. Trying to control your food and weight to earn your trust is like trying to drink salt water to quench your thirst. Write that one down. It is worth remembering. Trying to control your food and weight to earn your trust is like trying to drink salt water to quench your thirst. It will never do the trick. Control does not lead to trust. Sure, it may lead to temporary relief of anxiety, but underneath there still is fear. And fear is something that we're not trying to get rid of, but it is something that we can alchemize. Now, an interesting thing is when we think about fear, we think of courage, right? In order to face your fears, you must have courage. And at the same time, when we look at courage, you'd say, well, what does a courageous person, what type of characteristics do they have or what type of character traits do they portray? And we would often say confidence, that someone with courage is able to confidently move forward even in face of fear. 
So I want to work with this word confidence because it's heavily related to trust. If you were to whip out your dictionary and look at the etymology, so the origin of the word confidence, you'll find the word comes from the Latin con plus fidere. And this means with intense trust. So the origin of the word confidence is rooted in this concept of intense trust. And if you look at the root of trust, it's originated to mean confidence, help, and protection. So when we are living with confidence, we're living with intense trust. So if someone's self-confident, they have intense trust in themselves. If you are confident in another person, you have intense trust in that person. And so how do we build this trust? And in what ways can we strengthen our ability to trust? And you've probably heard the most cliche phrase now, but for a good purpose is trust the process. And what does that really mean to trust the process? It's something that will so easily just slip out of our mouths, maybe in giving advice to others, but can it be something that you yourself can truly internalize and use as fuel for your growth, for your acts of courage? Because if you trust the process, you'll see that doors start to open that were closed or things start to come to you that you never thought were possible. It's this idea of allowing an opening and having the confidence that you can handle whatever comes. And when catastrophic events happen in our life that really bring us to our knees, if we can trust the process, understanding that this is happening for us, not to us, we can open up to what's next. What is the next step in this journey? However, if we're closed off and we're not trusting, we tend to not even take the step and we just stay stuck. When you try to figure out what is ahead before you even go there, you never get there. This means you must cultivate trust to embrace the unknown. And I love this analogy that Brandilyn has about trusting the process. This is just an easy analogy, not that, the, that it's actually about money, but if you imagine you're hanging on to a $100 bill and you're like, I don't want to lose this $100 bill. Oh my gosh, I have to hold on to it so tightly. And then meanwhile, the universe is like, well, okay, I'm trying to hand you a million dollars, but if you're so intent upon holding on to that $100, then all right, keep the hundred, but you're going to miss out on the million dollars that we're trying to give you if you're willing to let go of what you think you need to receive what is actually best for you, which we can never know, right? It's like this, the greater intelligence knows way more than we do, than our like small egoic brains or identities know. I see this so often in the recovery process when fears about weight make someone want to hold onto their behavior so tightly, like that $100 bill Brandilyn was talking about. There are a million reasons to recover. Your life becomes so much richer when it is not controlled by food and weight concerns but you have to give up the life you planned or think you're supposed to have in order to have the life that is waiting for you. I want to share a passage from one of the most impactful speeches on me. And this was Steve Jobs' Stanford commencement address that he gave. This was back in June 12th, 2005, six years before he died. But at the time, 
he knew that he had a life-threatening cancer. And so this commencement speech has a very sobering aspect to it. And Steve Jobs said, quote, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life, end quote. So we can't connect the dots looking forward. That's not how we get there. We can only connect them looking backwards. And I believe with all my heart, the more we trust, the more we signal to the universe, to God, to the divine, to nature, creation, that we're open to receiving, that we're open to change, that we're open to experiencing something new. The thing is that we're often afraid of the new and we're often afraid of change, yet we're so miserable when we're in that state wanting the change. So if we can just surrender and say, I trust, I'm scared, allow all emotions to be present, I'm scared, I don't know what's going to happen, I have anxiety, I don't feel comfortable, I'm uncertain. But if we can allow and have trust in whatever our guts, destiny, life, karma, God, whatever, that we will be taken care of. Going back to the root words of trust, help, protection, it's there for you. You can't receive it when, you're, when your hands are closed into fists, trying to fight the new, trying to fight change. When you can open your hands, then you can receive so when we're looking at confronting fear, trust has so much to do with it. Can you act with confidence and intense trust that even though you don't know what is going to happen, that you still can take steps forward? Because as you take more action, you build more confidence. You end up creating more trust. It's when you avoid, when you actually erode your trust, Trust the process. Allow new experiences to unfold and have the confidence to know that you can handle them. Life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. Brandilyn has some empowering words tied in to this message. If there is one mission that I have in this world, it's to empower people to live the perspective that everything is happening for me, not to me. And it's one thing to like know that as a trite phrase. It's another thing to deeply commit to oneself to live that way, to truly look for how every single thing is happening for them, right? It's understanding that with every single breakdown comes a breakthrough if we're willing to look for the possibility in it and if we're willing to reclaim power and remember that that thing that's happening, that circumstance isn't us. It's an object of our awareness and we get to reclaim power from it and therefore it gets stronger. When we think from the perspective of this is happening to me, we immediately are powerless. We immediately are at the effect of some circumstance. We've given our power away to some circumstance. But as soon as we believe, oh, this happened for me, for my ultimate benefit, we're back in our power. I, I want to caution against spiritual bypass here. 
So we're not talking about negating your emotions, negating your sadness, negating your anger that you have about what happened. It's about fully feeling it and recognizing that by us fully opening to that and feeling all of our anger, feeling our sacred rage, feeling our sadness, we're expanding. So it's not about, oh, this is happening for me, so therefore I'm gonna pretend that I'm happy. I'm gonna pretend that I don't feel sad. It's about recognizing that the intensity itself is here to expand you and really opening to it and really allowing it to move through. So it for sure doesn't mean that we don't still have temper tantrums. I think temper tantrums are incredible. Please, everyone, go create space for yourself to have a temper tantrum. (laughs) It's very healing. (laughs) I love me a good temper tantrum. Snotty tissues and all. You got to feel it to heal it. And sometimes our inner child needs to be heard and compassionately witnessed. Whatever is causing you anxiety and fear right now, remember that you don't have full control, but you can have confidence. You can have intense trust that when you make decisions based out of love rather than fear, that you will find yourself on a path that is right for you. Well, my warrior friend, thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you found this episode helpful and know somebody in recovery who could benefit from its inspiring message, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to us at Recovery Warriors if we can get our cause out to more people struggling with an eating disorder. So if what you heard today was helpful, share the show with another warrior or anyone on your treatment team. You can do this directly from your podcast player or send them over to recoverywarriors.com. We have a goldmine of free resources there for all stages of recovery. And until the next episode, may compassion like the path you are on and courage keep you on it. You totally got this, warrior. Warrior.